Hi, I'm Carmen LeBurge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LeBurge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Well, good morning. It's hour two of mornings with Carmen, and if you missed hour one. Yeah, you missed something today, so you should go back and listen to it at MyFaithRadio.com or wherever you download your podcast. Let me just say this. There's rhubarb involved, and um, if you don't know what rhubarb is, the show is for you. And if you do know what rhubarb is, well, I know you're you're going to be you're going to have. You're going to have that little thing that happens in the back of your jaw because you're going to be laughing, Um, not because, well, and because whenever you say rhubarb and you know what it is, don't you get that little tingle in the back of your jaw? Yeah, I do. All right. All right. That's not the subject of this hour, but it was a surprising subject at the end of the last hour. So there you go. Uh, Go to MyFaithRadio.com and you can listen to the first hour of today's program. Or, you know, if you would just go ahead and subscribe to Mornings with Carmen, wherever you get your podcast, then in addition to... um, you know, the the content, the audio content, you get the show notes, which is kind of cool. There's all of the links to all of the things that we talk about and the people who we talk with. So there's a video game out there now. This is probably not going to surprise you that eventually we would arrive at this point in history where um, you can play as Jesus. Like, it, you know, so Jesus Christ has risen today. Um, in a video game, says one commentator on this topic, um, and you actually play Jesus. You are Jesus. So I Am Jesus Christ is the world's first Jesus simulator. It allows gamers to, like, slip into the sandals of um, of Jesus and act out some of the New Testament's stories. Well, kind of. So, um as Jesus, players can use um, telekinesis. They can use, like, yeah, right, to enhance their carpentry skills or charge up their, quote, Holy Spirit energy to perform miracles. Um, yeah, you get to turn water into wine if you want to, right? You can teleport um, inside someone's bloodstream to heal them. Um, all, all kinds of interesting things like that, right? There's a there's a scene during which you can encounter Satan in uh, in the wizard, in the wilderness in the desert and obviously if you know what you're supposed to do there as the Jesus character which is rely on scripture um, then you then you also know like how that plays out so um, and you could say to yourself oh yes and there's a there's a crowd of people um, who who applaud when you as the Jesus character do great things um, and they are very very grateful because quote you have saved the day. So when you say to yourself, okay, this this makes me feel both uh, happy and uh, and questioning all at the same time, I think that's probably the right response. Um, I think it's wonderful to have an opportunity for people to in- engage the scripture story in a different way um, and to encounter Jesus. I also recognize that, um, you know, that there will be some um, who will see this as, you know, just right on the edge of mockery, right? Whether or not this degrades Jesus somehow or mocks God. And so let me just say this. We're always playing games with God. 
always. We've been playing games with God since the Garden of Eden. It started with a game of hide and seek. Go back and read it. Like, so you and I are always playing games with God. This is just a really um, out there in public version of a game people are going to play with God. But you might be playing uh, Monopoly with God. You know, God, God wants to have a monopoly over your life, but you think it's all about going around the board and collecting, amassing as much wealth as you can. And um, maybe you're still uh, playing Trivial Pursuit with God, you know, that you are pursue, pursuing, frankly, very trivial questions about the historicity of, of God and the things that he has done. You know, that's really not the game God's interested in playing. Maybe you're playing Jeopardy with God. You've always got a new question to ask, or you're always answering God with a question. If you're still playing hide-and-seek, aren't you tired of hiding by now? Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Like, that's the real game going on with God uh, across all of human history. So the question is not whether or not you're playing a game with God. The question is, what game are you playing? And if you're hiding, aren't you ready to be found? One of the really cool things about the game of hide-and-seek is the invitation to come in, all-in, 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 free. It's a statement of grace, and it's offered to you today in the person of Jesus. Stop playing games with God and just come in, all in, all in, all in free. Adam Holtz is going to join us next for Focus on the Family's Plugged In. We're going to talk about some media headlines. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. That's the music for Adam Holtz from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Carmen. How are you? I am well. I am well. Thank you so much. Um, Candace Cameron Bure, uh, tell yep. us what, why she's in the headlines. I mean, I think that, you know, you might be tempted to say because it's the holiday season and she's like the holiday season movie person, but that's actually not why she's in the headlines. No, this is a pretty interesting story. Uh, and not surprising and sad and encouraging. There's a little bit of everything here. So <clears throat> earlier this week, she um, had a Wall Street Journal story in which she talked about moving from the Hallmark Channel <clears throat> to the Great American Family Channel so that she could be a part of holiday movies that were more in line with her beliefs, uh, which include traditional marriage. Um, and that, you know, she basically said she's not interested in doing what Hallmark is doing, which is including more and more gay couples in their films. And in fact, they've got one coming out here in a couple of weeks, actually not even that long. I don't think that we'll be, um, focusing on a gay couple as the main couple for the first time. And fairly predictably, um, she was, um, you know, the wolves went after her. And basically, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of celebrities and a whole bunch of media coverage said, you're a bigot, you're hateful. I mean, all of the all of the tropes that they trot out. And um, Candace, here's what's really interesting to me about this story is her response was, I thought, pretty winsome. She said, I'd like to address my comments on Great American Families programming as reported in the Wall Street Journal. All of you know me, know beyond question that I have great love and affection for all people. It absolutely breaks my heart 
that anyone would ever think I would intentionally want to offend or hurt anyone. So, you know, in some ways, when she starts into that, you're like, oh, no, she's going to she's going to walk it back. But she didn't. She said, I'm a devoted Christian, which means I believe that every human being bears the image of God. Because of that, I'm called to love all people. And I do. If you know me, you know that I'm a person who loves fiercely and indiscriminately. My heart yearns to build bridges and bring people one step closer to God to love other well, love others well, and simply to be a reflection of God's huge love for all of us. And then she says to the members of the media responsible for using this opportunity to fan the flames of conflict and hate, I have a simple message. I love you anyway. To those who hate what I value and are attacking me online, I love you. To those who have tried to assassinate my character, I love you. To everyone reading this of any race, creed, sexuality, or political party, including those who have tried to bully me with name calling, I love you. Like, you go, Candace. I mean, mm-hmm. she she's basically, she's calling them out, you know? And I think that that's what's so interesting about this story is the progressive mainstream left, and they, let's face it, they're largely in control of the media apparatus in our country, thinks that they have a monopoly on calling out hate. And, and she's basically saying, look, you're doing the same thing, but I'm going to love you anyway. Um, so I, um, I really appreciate what she had to say here. And I think um, we could have a long conversation and we actually have more to say about this particular subject. But uh, I, think, I think she's done pretty well in sticking to her guns in a very biblical way. <laughs> we have a, um, a listener who wants to know if you know, Adam, um, if Hallmark has experienced some kind of loss of viewership because of the way they have changed their the content of their um, <clears throat> of their content to include so many LGBTQ storylines. You know what? That's a great question. I don't have an answer. I could pretend to know. Um, my guess is that there is that loss, but I don't think Hallmark has reported it. And I haven't seen any news stories on it. All right. We'll keep an eye out for that. Thank you, as always, for texting your questions in. We appreciate it. 877-933-2484. When we come back, we're going to ask Adam to share with us what he knows about The Chosen movie. It is going to be available in theaters nationwide starting tonight. The LaBerge family has our tickets for tomorrow night. Um, And so uh, love to uh, wait tonight. We're going tonight. Tonight is Friday. We're going tonight. Yeah, 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 we're going tonight. All right, we're going to have Adam tell us a little bit about it um, in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. There's a happy feeling nothing in this world can buy When they pass around the coffee and the pumpkin pie Adam Holtz is here from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. He's got some movie reviews for us. We're going to lead off with The Chosen Movie, which uh, makes its premiere tonight. Yeah, this starts tonight and it runs 
I believe their their initial plan is to go through uh, November 22nd, which I think is either Monday or Tuesday. I don't have a calendar right in front of me. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. I, and, I, I didn't, I have it in front of me that today's the 18th and I know we're seeing it on the 18th and I still thought it was tomorrow. So there you go. <laughs> well, you know, it's numbers are hard. I'm good with words. I'm terrible <laughs> with numbers. Um, so this is actually the first two episodes of season three of the chosen and i need to do my homework and find out when the rest of the season's dropping because i confess i just realized i don't have an answer to that question but we are continuing in three in the third season of seven planned seasons telling the story of jesus life and i watched both episodes last night um, and i think if you have been following the chosen there isn't going to be anything here that's going to feel uh incredibly new but what we continue to get is the unfolding of the story. And here we have the disciples who have all sort of been gathered, and we've still got some coming in. You know, Jesus invites Judas to um, to be a part of the group. Uh, and it's interesting just watching even what they've done with Judas's character. Uh, he's incredibly sympathetic. And I'll be, you know, they're, they're clearly setting him up uh, in a very tragic way. And obviously Judas's story is tragic. But we already see the seeds of the things that are going to cause Judas ultimately to betray Christ. Um, we see them trying to figure out, you know, we've got this movement and essentially they have a tent city on the edge of Capernaum. And the Romans are trying to figure out what to do with it. And it sort of fills in the gaps a lot, you know, in the biblical story, not in a, a way that is, is problematic. But, OK, you had all of these people following Jesus. Where did they live? You had disciples who were quitting their jobs and traveling with him. How did they get along with each other? Where did they live? What did they eat? I mean, we see them going through sort of basic struggles of, you know, what are we going to eat? How are we going to pay for this? Um, you know, who's going to get the land for the Sermon on the Mount? The, the episode three starts with the Sermon on the Mount. <clears throat> and um, I just, I love the way that it invites us to think about these characters you know at one point thomas says i tend to overthink things you know and so we get that seed of thomas being the doubter uh we see peter growing in his leadership we see andrew who had a relationship with john the baptist still being probably more concerned with john the baptist than jesus um and so i, I just i love the way that they have taken each of these characters and i think there's 17 main characters. We did an interview with some folks recently, and that was the number they used. And it just continues to flesh out this story, I think, in pretty incredible ways that that challenge me in my faith and give me all sorts of points that I can identify with. Yeah. Um, so we just want to you know, encourage you if, you if you're listening and um, and you're, you feel so led to do so. This is certainly um, an opportunity, not only for us as Christians to be encouraged in our faith, but really to share something pretty amazing with other people. Um, and so just inviting people into the experience of The Chosen. All right, a couple of things that we're not recommending. <clears throat> the Blue's Clues movie, Disney's Strange World movie. Like there, there's all kinds of things on the don't bother list. Yeah. Yeah, the, there's a new Blue's Clues movie out. It's called Blue's Big City Adventure. Uh, and it's actually streaming on Paramount Plus, which is one of the, it seems like, myriad streaming services these days. And it's the Blues Clues that you know and love and remember, except that they have really taken a turn toward um, 
wanting to to um, express their support for the pride movement. And so there's, you know, there's rainbow flags throughout this entire thing. And so it's less of, you know, a particular character um, being LGBTQ, but more just, you know, the, the virtue signaling of, hey, we know these symbols show that we are on your side. Uh, and again, this is a story that is aimed at really young children. And then I think in some ways, the the bigger story is Strange World. And Strange World is coming out next week at theaters. It's Disney's big new um, animated extravaganza for the holidays. I mean, they always have these things. And if you do a, um, a Google search on Strange World, what you will quickly find is that the main thing everybody's talking about is that one of the main characters is a biracial gay teenager. And I find it interesting even just to look at the headlines describing this movie. One of them on Variety says, you don't have to normalize normal, it just is. And so we we really have, uh, you know, some things happening in our culture where it's not just representation now, it is an attempt to, to normalize behavior um, and to normalize this issue. And so we have another Disney movie. We saw it with Lightyear last summer and now Strange World. And I think, you know, Disney's doing a bunch of cuts right now because their income is down. And I think that people are saying enough. We're not going to we're not going to patronize that. We're not giving you our money anymore. But they are absolutely doubling down on uh, especially the LGBTQ inclusion storylines. And this is not something in the background this is core to this story again that one is strange world and since we're not going to talk next week it comes out next weekend okay really good question from um from dave on the text line uh for those who have not followed the chosen or watched seasons one and two are we going to understand what's going on in the movie that's a good question no it's a great question and i think so and i actually confess i have not seen um, most of the episodes from seasons one and two, I have seen a few of them. Um, I think initially the, the biggest challenges with so many characters figuring out who's who, but I don't think it's a it's a an impediment from being able to enjoy the story. And I think you'll get there pretty quickly. You'll you'll figure out who Peter is. Um, Peter has a fictional wife uh, named Eden. We see their relationship, and then we see all of the other disciples as well. So I think you can come right in, and you don't need to worry too much about that. All right. Um, for those of you who do want to catch up and watch it for free, you can just go to angel.com. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure you can still watch. You can watch them all. Yeah. And check, I think the first and it second in. season are on YouTube. I mean, they're, yeah. they're in multiple places. So, yeah. So you can watch um, you can watch it anywhere and um, you can watch it. Uh, yeah. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it at angel.com. All kinds of places. And it's free. I mean, and it's free because, you know, other Christians have... <laughs> paid to make it happen so there you go it's really kind of a very very cool thing okay um so i got to have an experience that um i'd never had before this week um with my granddaughter we got to be at a red carpet event um for wing feather for the wing feather Uh saga and i'm just so excited um you know, for that to come out um, in early December and people for people to get to be able to uh, to watch that and engage in that story um, as well. So I'm pretty excited yep. about what's happening in 
I mean, I'm just going to call it Christian media. I like that yep. there are really high quality, both animated and um, what do you call the other kind where there's like actual people? Uh, you know, live action. Live action. Thank you. Live action. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I uh, I like that there are really good storylines being produced, and I like that, um, yeah, it's happening in a way that's genuinely competitive with what the culture is producing as well. Uh, so yep, um, thank absolutely. you for joining us, as always, lifting up the good news stories, warning us away from the ones we ought not bother with. You guys can check it all out at PluggedIn.com. Adam, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too, We'll Carmen. see you in a couple of weeks. You're listening to Mornings so. with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. I guess I'm just a lucky guy. Now I'm prepared to tell you why. Um, all right. Uh, lots of questions on the text line about other movies. Um, and so, yeah, thank you so much for highlighting the movie Devotion. It's, um, it comes out in theaters on November the 22nd. Uh, lots of rave reviews, too, of the Navy's, of the U.S. Navy's most highly decorated um, fighter pilots, um, you know, came alongside one another in uh, during the Korean War. It's, um, yeah, a, a really fantastic storyline. And Supposed to be a good movie as well if you're looking for something like that. All right. Um, happy Adoption Day. That's right. Happy Adoption Day. This is uh, National Adoption Awareness Month, um, and we've been celebrating our adoption um, into the family of faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. It's also a wonderful time to um, support and encourage adoption. There are hundreds of thousands of adoption-eligible kids in the United States of America. We want to celebrate those families who are adopting um, kids in need into their families, and we want to create a support system for those families as well. We want to encourage adoption, and uh, here's one way to do it. I read this um, from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The attorneys in Lancaster um, got together and um, supported the court in an adoption day and having an official adoption day where a number of families in the community would, um, you know, officially become family, right, on a, on a particular day. And the attorneys all got involved, and the, um, the presiding judge said, this is happy court. Like, this is, this is when um, doing what we do is, is happy court. I want you to consider what it might look like to support an adoption day or adoption days at your county court. Like, we're always looking for ways to influence the culture in positive ways and, um, and come alongside positive things that are happening and encourage them. So what would it look like in your county to support your court in having the kind of adoption day that they're having in Lancaster County? If you want more on that, the link for that article will be in the show notes today. You can get those later today at MyFaithRadio.com. Or if you are subscribed to Mornings with Carmen as a podcast, then you'll get the show notes every day when you download the podcast. Jim Harden is going to join us next. He's the CEO of Compass Care. It's been a while since we've talked about um, all of the uh, pro-life pregnancy centers uh, and churches across the country that have experienced vandalism and other kinds of violence um, since the uh, since the announcement that the Supreme Court was going to um, reverse itself on on the Roe decision. So it's called the Dobbs decision. We're going to be brought up to date on what's happening not only at the uh, uh, at the firebombed pro-life medical center in Buffalo, New York, um, but on this storyline across the country as well. Jim Harden joins us next.
Joining us now is Reverend Jim Harden. He's the CEO of Compass Care. Jim, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Oh, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be with you. Okay, so take us back in time, um, several months now, um, but it's certainly earlier this year. Remind us of what happened, not only at this um, location in Buffalo, but in facilities across the country that uh, you know are identified or identifiable as pro-life. Yeah, so you know, on May second, there was this illegal leak of the of the Dobbs case, uh, overturning Roe versus Wade, and that sparked a crime wave, uh, specifically targeting pro life people and organizations across the country. On May sixth, uh, there's a pro life organization in Madison, Wisconsin, that was firebombed, and the organization that took responsibility for that firebombing was called Jane's Revenge. Their their motto is, "If abortion isn't safe, then neither are you." And in that uh, communicate that they that, that where they took responsibility. They said you got 30 days. They gave an ultimatum: 30 days or more. This is going to happen. Other pregnancy centers, you got 30 days to shut down. So 30 days happened. June 7th rolls around, and Compass Cares Medical Office, our pro-life medical office in Buffalo, was firebombed. Um, multiple uh, perpetrators, uh, m- multiple Molotov cocktails. Um, <clears throat> that they used uh, half a million dollars of damage. Two firefighters were injured in trying to put out the blaze. You know, so the, the, the catastrophic damage was done. We had to shut down the facility and relocate services to, to, to another place so we can continue to serve women in their, their hour of need, uh, despite the fact that we're being attacked. Um, there have been over 70 attacks now, over 70, 70, on pregnancy centers, pro-life pregnancy centers. And if you add up all of the attacks on, on pro-life organizations and churches, it's, a, it's over 160, 160 since the leak of the Dobbs case on May 2nd. <clears throat> so the, uh, there have been no arrests. Think about that. No arrests of any of these cases. Uh, you know, I, I said in, 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 in uh, I think it was September, I said, uh, no, it was August. I'm, I apologize. In August, I said that the FBI was slow walking justice. And the reason I said that is because it took the FBI five whole weeks just to review our own video surveillance of the of the attack. Five weeks just to review the video surveillance, and the video surveillance is the is the primary evidence uh, of the attack. And it's they're sitting on a mountain of evidence, and I, it's, it's it's naive to think that the largest law enforcement agency on the globe, with the best forensic technology known to man, does not know who's perpetrating these 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 crimes all across the country. This is a this is a concerted effort specifically targeting uh, Christian pro-life people. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that the, the FBI has been politicized and, uh, and, and, uh, and they've come out just recently, just recently, after much pressure um, and, and under besmirked reputation because of their refusal uh, to investigate. Well, they, they came out on, on Monday this, this, this week saying, oh, we're going to give a $25,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of, any, of, of, of the firebombing of the Compass Care facility. In this one case. In this one single case. In this one case. So let me me just reset this for people who might just be joining us. Um, We are talking with Jim Harden. He's the CEO of Compass Care, 
We're not only talking about the firebombing of um, of this facility in Buffalo, New York, where a $25,000 reward has now been posted for information leading to the arrest of any one of the perpetrators, um, but we're talking about 160 attacks like this of pro-life pregnancy centers, pro-life-related churches and ministries um, and centers across the country since May uh, the 2nd of last year really started in earnest um, after, uh, again, Jane's revenge took responsibility for the May 5th attack um, and and issued this 30-day threat and then started making good on that threat one month later. Um, this is an ongoing challenge. It's something that mainstream media is really not talking about. Um, and yet it is happening. Uh, it continues to happen. And there's no resolution. Like there, there seems to be very little attempt um, to identify, arrest, and prosecute those responsible. And so uh, Jim Harden is here today to talk with us about, you know, I can hear the frustration in your voice, Jim. Let me just say sure. that. Um, you're here to yeah. talk with us about what's not, what, what's not happening, but also maybe um, how we could encourage something to happen more positively. Yes. I mean, the, the FBI is certainly abdicating their duty, um, to, to their oath-bound duty, by the way, to to uh, to investigate crimes against uh, you know that are being perpetrated with, within this country, uh, domestic terrorist threats and and the threats continue. By the way, there was a James Revenge took responsibility for the firebombing of our facility and issued a um, next time it's not going to be so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti, which is a a murder threat. Um, and I, and I think that 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 this this overture this, that that the FBI is engaging right now relative to Oh, they, I think they're feigning interest. I think they want people. To, I, they want people to say there's nothing to see here. You know, on November 3rd, there was a 1,050-page report that came out from the House Judiciary Committee, specifically, uh, you know, with with whistleblowers coming out of, of the FBI testimony saying that they're deprioritizing investigations uh, for, of violence against pro-life people and organizations. Meanwhile, they started attacking them. There were there were there were dawn SWAT raids from the FBI. Uh, attacking peaceful pro-life leaders, as we as we saw in Pennsylvania and in Tennessee, they've they've utilized the Face Act, the Freedom of Access to Clinic and Church Entrance Act, to indict 26 pro-life people. Meanwhile, every one of the 160 attacks on pro-life organizations are probably a a bona fide Face Act violation. But there have been no dawn raids, there have been no SWAT SWAT raids, there have been no uh, you know indictments of any 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 pro-abortion people. And there's collusion going on between not just these pro using the same language as portion who, who who came out saying that these peaceful pro life centers are 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 terrorizing women. I mean, think about that. How could you get from a, uh, you know how, how could you get to the point where you can think that free medical care and comprehensive community support is a terrorist action? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, All that's, right. that's, well, that's so, how we're, we're being portrayed. Yeah, Jim. So um, we uh, we talk frequently here on Mornings with Carmen about all of the things happening in culture where we say to ourselves, how, how could someone think that? How could, uh, you know, how could true be called false and false be called true and uh, and good be called evil and evil be called good? So we are we are with you in terms of your frustration um, I had uh, occasion recently to be with a couple of women who um, head up pro-life pregnancy centers, one in Texas and um, and one in Minnesota. 
um, and the the grief that they are bearing, um, the challenge that they are facing, the fear among their the members of their staff and the volunteers who serve alongside them um, is great. And yet, um, I also experience um, a resilience, a commitment, um, a dogged determination. And this one story that I'll share with you um, as a, a little beacon of hope here, and then you and I will take a very brief break and we'll come back and you can encourage us on how to engage um, engage uh, positively on this as well. Um, so this friend of mine, uh, she brought this picture of this little boy. He's about eight years old now. And he's holding what what looks like just a, like a wad of yarn. Um, and it was the blanket that a volunteer had knit and donated to her pro-life pregnancy center that his mother was given when she chose to keep him and have him. And he was coming back because he wanted one for his little sister with whom his mom is now pregnant. And so that he would have a blanket to give her when she was born. And um, and so not only, obviously, did he get to take as many blankets as he wanted <laughs> for his uh, for his soon to be born little sister, um, but he got to replace his blanket as well. Um, and I got to wow. tell you, that testimony of that child, like I, I looked at her and I said, I mean, I don't know how you keep track of him. But someday that's a board member for your pro-life pregnancy center in your community. Like someday that's the little boy who says it's not just about my life. It's about me getting to become a brother and a big brother and to pass along to someone else the blessing that I received. And um, so if you're out there and you're knitting baby blankets today for a pro-life pregnancy center, you're doing God's work. If you're working in a pro-life pregnancy center or in a church that supports a pro-life pregnancy center or you're just pro-life, Man, you are you're standing on the front line of a cultural battle that is yeah. really, really hard um, to describe. And I know you hear the angst and frustration um, in Jim's voice, but we're also going to talk about how we mobilize, um, how we do something productive and positive and proactive on this front. So we're talking with Reverend Jim Harden from Compass Care. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen, and we'll be right back. Thanks so much for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Hey, I'm Susie Larson. Hey, if you enjoy what you're listening to here, would you consider subscribing to other great faith radio podcasts like mine? Search Susie Larson Live at MyFaithRadio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe and have a great day. Who will speak up for the little ones, helpless and half abandoned? All right, a lot of you on the text line asking um, for more information about the FACE Act and how it is being used. So let me just read you um, a paragraph here as we return to our conversation with Reverend Jim Harden. You can find him at Compass Care. He's the CEO of, of Compass Care. We're talking about the ongoing, not only threat to pro-life pregnancy uh, centers and pro-life churches across the country, but the failure of the FBI to... Um, to investigate uh, enthusiastically, certainly to pursue those who are responsible. Um, and so we also want to talk about what's happening on the reverse side of this, um, which is that people who are pro-life are actually being targeted. And that is under something called the FACE Act, the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances. It's a 1994 um, piece of legislation, and it ensures access to um, reproductive health services. That's the language that you would be looking for. Um, the FACE Act makes it a federal crime with potentially steep fines and jail time 
to use or to threaten the use of force to, quote, injure, intimidate, or interfere with a person seeking reproductive health services. Um, So people who are trying to enter abortion facilities um, who are perceived to be blocked from doing so or inhibited from doing so by those who are pro-life are now being arrested and prosecuted under the FACE Act. And so we know of cases in, I'm I'm aware of cases in um, in Pennsylvania and in Tennessee, but um, Jim, you also alluded to 16 arrests related to this. Um, Are are those related to those Pennsylvania and Tennessee cases or something else? Yeah, some of them are related to to Pennsylvania cases as well as the Tennessee uh, cases. People from all over the country living in different states have been uh, indicted um, yeah, like an 80, 80-something-year-old 80 Holocaust survivor in North Carolina. I'm like, you know, of all the people who maybe shouldn't be prosecuted, maybe we should leave her alone? Yeah, you, you would think that they'd, be, they'd think that one through, but they, they didn't. Uh, but, you know, it's—why why is the—so what, what is driving the pro-life belief? The, the primary pro-life belief is—and and, and, and why is it considered so dangerous to mm. our people in the government? And I think it's—look, the, 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 the primary thing that we believe is that all people are made in the image of God and therefore equally valuable from the womb to the tomb without qualification. And, and, uh, you know, when I, that, that's, that's somehow a, a dangerous idea to, uh, people in with, with their, their, their hands on the switch at government power right now. And, uh, you know, what is, what is so dangerous about, about the idea that everybody without qualification needs to be protected? Uh, preborn boys and girls are just as valuable as their mothers and anyone else, and they they should be they should be protected. I think that's a dangerous concept um, to to only only to a despot, only to a, a tyrannical regime, only to so what what, is, what does abortion give to a, a somebody in power? It, I, don't, I don't think the pro-abortion Democrats actually uh, you know have any 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 uh, desire to to see abortion protected. I think what, 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 what they like about abortion is what it gives them, and it gives them more power, the ability to decide who, who qualifies as a person protected under the law and who does not. Because if they maintain that power, that ability to decide who qualifies as a person, it's a slippery slope. But we as Christians need to stand strong on principle. Uh, we, we are made in his image, and he asks us to stand strong in a dark and fallen world. And what does that look like? It looks like suffering sometimes. It looks like um, you know people who don't people people don't understand uh, who we are sometimes and and why we're so passionate um, and it, you know Jesus said it would happen Jesus said you know blessed are you when men persecute you and, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely uh, for basically you're in good company so they persecuted the prophets who were before you um, you know and, and Peter said the same thing you know look don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which is interesting because our, our place was firebombed. Don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you. Uh, you know, look, it, it, it comes about for our testing and, and, and for the betterment and for the uh, uh, and, and, and increase of the kingdom of God for his glory and for his purposes to save more lives. Um, the, the crown, there's only two things in this world that are sacred, right? Things, I say things, but it's God and it's people. You know, the mm-hmm. people are the crown of creation. The, we're, we're designed to reflect God's character back to him as the moon reflects the sun. And, and, and that's what we're looking to protect. The, and so uh, dignity only comes from being made in the image of God. And as Christians, we just need to, we need to hold on to that and don't let our love grow cold. Do not fall into the temptation of getting bitter because we're being attacked. We're, they, they're not attacking us. They're attacking Christ in us. We're ambassadors. We're citizens of a different kingdom.
hey, you're you're reading off my show notes. Like that's what we say. <laughs> we talk about we talk about that all the time. Um, we represent a king and a kingdom that are not of this world, um, and we are here to be a living demonstration of the character and the ways of God in the midst of a world that knows Him not and frequently rejects Him. But that doesn't change our calling. It doesn't. Con- it doesn't change the way we pursue our calling. We want to no. be um, about uh, pursuing the things of God, and we want to be doing it in ways that God would recognize as godly. So, um, thank you so much, Jim, for being on the front lines of this. Could we pray for you and for Compass Care and for all of those on the on the front lines of the pro life movement today? Before we let you go, oh yes, I would love that. Father, we thank you for our brother Jim. We thank you for um, your Spirit animating his life. We thank you for. Um, his care and concern and leadership in the pro-life effort. We thank you for Compass Care. We thank you for those who serve at the Compass Care facility in Buffalo, and we ask, Father, a hedge of protection around them and, um, and, and all of the resources that are necessary for the accomplishing of your will in and through this lighthouse in this, um, in this one particular place. And we thank you for every pro-life pregnancy center across the country, Um, churches that are pro-life, individuals that are pro-life, ministries. We thank you for those engaged today in foster care and for those uh, who are going to adopt into their families the children who their moms think they don't want right now. Mm. Um, So, Father, we just lift up to you this entire constellation of concerns. We lift up moms who are pregnant right now who are wondering how they're going to care for their children, and we lift up churches around the country and people listening right now to come alongside them and say, there is a family, there is a father, um, there is hope, and we're here to help. Mm -hmm. Father, um, grant your grace all sufficient in this generation. Wake up this country of which we are a part um, that we would sin no longer in this way. Mm -hmm. We give ourselves to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Jim. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for joining us. Hey, to get all the links, lots of you asking uh, for links to the things we've been talking with Jim about, those are going to be in the show notes at MyFaithRadio.com or um, when you download today's podcast, or you can go directly to CompassCareCommunity.com, CompassCareCommunity.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. We'll be right back. All right, that's the uh, music for the Friday Farm Report, which must mean I am obligated to give a Friday Farm Report. And so, I don't know, did I already tell you that I had to dispatch a possum? Have I already told that story, Paul? Uh, Yes, you did mention that, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that would be uh, in this week's Friday Farm Report. Um, um, Yes, dispatching means exactly what you think it means. Um, Let's see, what else in the Friday Farm Report? Um, What what do I got? What, What do I got for them? Well, um, I mean, okay, you, you, it wasn't really a farm report, but you did have fun this Wednesday, this past Wednesday. Yes, I did. I got to go to the world premiere of dun, Wing dun, dun. Feather, the Wing Feather Saga series, and I got to take my sweet granddaughter, Evelyn, um, and it was such a joy, and now I can hardly wait for December the 2nd um, for the series to be released. I got to visit with Andrew Peterson. Um, we will absolutely share that audio here on the on the program at some point in time. Um, I got to talk to a lot of other people as well, um, and we'll have an opportunity to share that with uh, with you. You know, God's really doing some really great things, um, and 
and we get to be a part of it. And I love that. Hey, thanks for sharing this time today. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.